Welcome in, everybody, on this Friday. And it's December 15th, and uh, you know the large jolly man with the white beard is scheduled to appear uh, right around the corner. And uh, another guy with a beard, he all dressed in black in honor of the silver and black last night. Unbelievable, by the way. We'll get to that momentarily. Alan Sandage, the Sandman, at my side this morning on the Sports King Show, leading the way. And your phone calls coming up, 804-327-0888, as we go through. And you know what I do, folks. Come on, let's be honest about it. Uh, you, you can start coming out of the woodwork and, and thanking me. I, I definitely appreciate the comments and the compliments about uh, the winners that myself, Alan, hand out. And, of course, I can't wrap it up and put it under your tree, so I have to use my microphone and deliver the goods to you here. So you know how it works. Last week, just on fire, as a matter of fact, uh, the fire department was called, and uh, they put extra uh, fire extinguishers in the studio because of the heat that we're putting off with these picks. By the way, here's how it works. We only ask for 10% cash tips only. And... When we give you these winners, and you have them, and you cash them, all we ask is, besides our 10%, is that you go out and do something nice with your money, uh, buy the missus something nice, or the mister something nice, or whomever something nice, do something for the veterans out there, uh, you know, uh, buy some meals, or do something for Veterans Association, uh, always say thank you for your service, and of course, Put something in the kettle for the Salvation Army. Do something for someone just to do something for someone because it always comes back to you. Kindness always comes back. Remember that. Remember that. Always comes back. Speaking of kindness, speaking of gifts, speaking of giving, how about the game last night between the Chargers and the Raiders? Brandon Staley should have been fired by the time this one was over. Now, this defies logic, folks, in so many ways. And here's where I go with this. A week prior, and by the way, I had the Raiders over in the first quarter, but that's another story for another day. A week prior, this same Las Vegas Raiders group couldn't score in a house of ill repute. They are so bad. They scored zero a week ago. In a game they lost to the Vikings three to nothing, which set the NFL back years in terms of boring. I mean, it's a game you just didn't want to see. It was awful. Then something got into the Raiders last night. They scored 21 in the first quarter. And when I talk about gifts and giving, Alan, the giving happened all night long. Your boy Easton Stick decided to hand it over a few times interceptions, fumbles, everything. This Chargers group in a very giving mood last night as the Raiders, 63-21. to 21. Did my eyes deceive me? I think they're still scoring now. What a party in Vegas last night. This was an epic beatdown and a humiliating effort for the Chargers. I think they've got to change leadership here. Alan, your thoughts? He should have been fired a long time ago. Okay. That, I mean that was that was obvious. Um, <clears throat> you know, you look at the you look at defensive coordinators turned into head coaches. You rarely see their defenses be that bad if they're calling plays. Uh, the Chargers, uh, 
um, have been ranked at the bottom third defensively since Staley took over. Um, if you can't do the one thing you're supposed to be good at, how can I expect you to be a decent head coach? Have you ever seen an, an offensive coordinator be bad at calling plays and be a successful head coach or vice versa? A defensive coordinator being bad with defenses, being a successful head coach. You're right. And you look at what's in the cupboard. What do you have behind, like the Cowboys had Cooper Rush a couple years back. He did great things for them when they needed it. Josh Dobbs had done good things in backing up Kirk Cousins. Certain guys fall flat. Certain guys don't. Easton Stick, who played great at North Dakota State. Unfortunately, this isn't North Dakota State, uh, so it hasn't translated for him. But so many teams you look at, once you have a precipitous fall after your starter goes down, you're in trouble, and you hit the panic button in a hurry. Last night, Easton Stick did not get it done for the uh, Chargers. You know what my guy says. You know what the fans out there want. What does everybody want this time of year, Alan? What do they want? What do we want collectively? What is it that we want? (laughs) We want winners. We want winners. That's exactly right. Mike Singletary says it, we say it, and all of you say it. So we know that, and uh, we are going to give you those winners coming up momentarily. But let's look at last night on this Prime Affair on uh, Prime TV as the Raiders continue to score into the night and win this game, uh, of course, 63-21. Recapping the box score, and this is ugly, uh, you can't get much worse. Easton Stick, 23 of 32, 257, came back with three touchdowns late, uh, but was sacked three times for 23 yards. Aiden O'Connell, four touchdowns, 248 yards on 20 of 34, but the Raiders did it on the ground, 124 yards rushing, 260 through the air, but it was the turnovers that just did them in. They had so many turnovers all night long, just giving it away, and it was ugly for the Chargers, who now are 5-9, and nine, no Justin Herbert, Three and four away, no playoffs, and it looks like the clock is ticking on Brandon Staley. Now, the Chargers have never fired a coach in midseason or at the later part of the season, so odds are they're going to keep him around. Look, 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 hold end. on. It's the same organization that fired a, a – a, wasn't it Marty Schottenheimer when he went like 14-2? and two? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> uh, so, some folks can't get out of their way. If you don't see 14-2 and two is a reason to bring somebody back, then – Go with the guy you think can get it done better. So a lot of problems there. So that's it there. Uh, just a wonderful night for the Silver and Black. And, of course, I would love to be there. Allegiant Stadium, uh, one of the most beautiful stadiums. It has everything there. And that place was on fire last night. Uh, and Chargers coach Brandon Staley on his job. Afterwards, Brandon Staley said this, I believe in myself. <laughs> You know what? Oh, man. You may be the only guy in the room that does, my friend, because uh, uh, Staley went on to say afterwards, hey, games like this are going to happen in the NFL. To every coach that's ever coached in this league, you look at any great coach that's ever coached in the league, sometimes games like this just happen. And I don't need to retrace history for all of you. It's just part of sports. When a reporter pointed out that Staley, that blowouts like Thursdays aren't normal in the NFL, Staley backtracked on his point. Tonight was not a normal occurrence. Everything that could have gone wrong in all three phases did go wrong. Staley said that he will speak with Chargers ownership today, as he always does the day after a game, and was expecting it to be, quote, nothing new, end quote. So he's already saying, 
hey, they're not going to do anything. It's going to be nothing new. Let me tell you something. If I'm charged with ownership, I say, sit down, my friend. Here, here are a list of real estate folks in the area. Unfortunately, Love Smith team is not there in this Los Angeles area, but we'll give you this list. And please start calling this list because you're gone. This can't happen. We cannot have this happen. Anyway, the Chargers defense, which he calls the plays for. So his stamp of approval, like Mike McCarthy can say, I am calling the Dallas Cowboys offensive plays and stick his chest out and say, hey, good things are happening. Staley, who is calling the defensive plays, which he's supposed to be the defensive guru to turn around the season and the team when he was hired in 2021, it has been the team's Achilles heel this season. They rank at a 32 teams, Alan. Guess where? Any idea? Probably like 29th. Right on the money, 29th. And their opponents, of course, are scoring 24.8 points a game and 28th in yards per game. He sucks in both areas defensively, and this guy's calling the play. So he can't sit there and say, well, you know what? On my side of the fence, or last night was an aberration because – they happen once in a while. No, sir, this has been happening every single game. You're 29th in the league. Three they've, teams. They've never are, been good. I, that's what I don't don't understand. Like Defensively, they have never been good. Uh, the only time they were really consistent offensively, like their best years, was when they had Shane Steichen. Um, once he went to Philly, uh, it's, it was a matter of time. If the talent isn't there then it was a matter of time. This was this was the true face of the Chargers. When they don't have the talent to overcome his terrible coaching, they're a really bad team. I'm not surprised that the Raiders had their best day ever offensively because this defense is truly that bad. The latest aspect to uh, my point is after losing to the Baltimore Ravens in week number 12, Staley dismiss the idea entirely that he was not connecting with his players. So many people say he's out of touch, he's not connecting with his players, because he went on to say, Alan, in that interview, that the Chargers would be, quote, getting blown out, end quote, if he weren't connecting with his players. (laughs) Or if his message stopped getting across, his team would get blown out. But that hasn't happened. That's great. that's yeah, that happened Thursday night, and this was embarrassing. Thursday's loss uh, fit Staley's description to a T. Khalil Mack, one of the great players in the NFL, said afterwards he was one of the nastiest, ugliest losses of my career. I think this is it for Brandon Staley. He'll be fired at season's end. I think they'll keep him for another couple weeks. But if this guy ever shows up in an interview room and tells you all the great things he knows, remember this. He's a great smoke and mirrors guy. He'd work great in a carnival if he had some kind of carnival game because he's one of those guys. Step right up, folks. Here, try this. Wait a minute. Uh, the the thing you have that goes into that little, uh, uh, you know, the bottles, the rings on the bottles, maybe the rings are too small for the neck of the bottle. No, 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 it's fine. It'll fit. Or those games that you can't win at the carnival no matter how. You shoot the basket and the basket's this big and the ball's this big. He's the guy that's going to tell you, no, it can fit every time. And he's going to make you try to believe it. This guy in interviews is going to say, hey, I'm betting on me. I know what I can do. We can do this. We can do that. Hey, but coach, aren't you 29th in the league in defense? Uh, Yeah. Don't you call the defense? Uh, Yeah. But pay no attention to that because I'm connecting with my players. I mean, come on, man. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, You know, I always said – Coaching the NFL, 
boy, would I like an opportunity. But I'm not going to sit there and lie to ownership and say how great we're doing when we're 29th. You have to have ownership. And, yes, I know he's saying we want to improve. We have had injuries. You can do all that. But you got to be honest in your evaluation. If I'm sitting there and I coach a team and my team's 29th and they look at me and say, you know, you got to get this thing turned around quickly or we're going to have to make a change. I'd say, yes, sir, absolutely. we got to do that because if we don't, I understand that this is NFL not for long if you don't win. And he just keeps making these excuses. Well, you know, I'm connecting, and we're doing this, and we're doing that. Just see. They're not going to do anything. I expect nothing new because we're going to be okay. Afterwards, of course, uh, so many players were upset saying we got our butts kicked, and it's embarrassing to the NFL. It's embarrassing to us. But don't worry. Brandon Staley and company will turn it around because they play the Buffalo Bills a week from Saturday at SoFi. At 8 p.m., I expect a great game from Easton Stick, and I'm sure the Chargers won't give up any yards to the Buffalo Bills. Said no one, ever. So that's it for the Chargers, and Brandon Staley is a clock star's ticking on him, so we'll follow that closely and see where that goes. Other news in the NFL, uh, the Raiders, we know, lit up the scoreboard, 63 points uh, in a scoring frenzy. The Seahawks' Geno Smith says he feels really good and uh, looks to be A-OK. And there's a source out of Cleveland, Allen, that says that uh, Joe Flacco, who's looked really good last week, uh, the Cleveland Browns have signed him to a one-year deal Thursday, ending his tenure to be just on the practice squad. His deal includes a $4.05 million in incentives based on winning, a source familiar with our own ESPN's Adam Schefter. Flacco is set to make $75,000 for each of the remaining four regular season games if he wins this season, per the source. If Cleveland makes a postseason, Flacco would also make two hundred fifty thousand for a wild card win, five hundred thousand for a divisional win, one million for an AFC championship, and two million for a Super Bowl win. The source said the Browns eight and five currently are all alone at the number five seed in the AFC. Your thoughts on this deal with Joe Flacco? Yeah, I mean they they kind of have to do this. I mean the offense needs somebody that's capable of just managing the game at best. Uh, P.J. Walker can't do that. DTR, I mean, he's he's got talent, but I don't think you can wait around. That's one thing that happens in the NFL when people get top defenses. They waste them, and, and you can't waste that opportunity. Uh, the Jets are doing that right now, and um, shout out to the Browns for not doing that. Unbelievable. So the Browns have locked in their quarterback for the future, and uh, we understand that the Vikings have ruled out their running back Madison and Oh, by the way, you remember the excitement all of us had to see Josh Dobbs come in off the street and lead the Vikings to greatness right off the bat when he didn't even know the players on the squad? He had to go out and introduce himself because he didn't know anybody. Well, Nick Mullins, your boy Nicky, Tricky Tricky Nicky, is now the quarterback for the Vikings. And oh, by the way, Josh Dobbs has been moved to number three on the depth chart. He is now the emergency quarterback with rookie Jaron Hall backing up Mullins is number two. And O'Connell says, I think Jaron is fully healthy now, so we're going to move in that direction. My question to you is, how far have the mighty fallen? Josh Dobbs, a few weeks ago, they were going to make a statue of him. Now he's uh, just totally out of sorts, and nobody's talking about him. It's a very unforgiving league when things don't go your way. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it was inevitable. I mean, he's, he's, not, he's not a D guy. 
pretty much. Uh, he's not even a jag. <laughs> he's just he's, he's just what he jag. was. Yeah, he was a placeholder, man. And for anybody who doesn't know about Jag, just another guy. But um yeah, he's a placeholder and and he he did his he did what he was what he needed to do for the organization. At least they're still compensating him. At least they didn't just cut him, you know. Well, interesting there. We're going to get to our uh, of course world famous picks to give you those winners for your holiday of course shopping this weekend you want to get it out there and do it with all the extra cash we're going to give you want to let you know i found this note interesting in the world of college football the alabama crimson tide (laughs) not that nick saban would ever do anything to try to get one up on his uh, opposition but old talk about tricky nicky nick saban has hired ex-michigan assistant george helo to its coaching staff ahead of the team's college football semifinal against the wolverines a source told espn on thursday Hilo served as Michigan's linebacker coach in 2021 and 2022 under Jim Harbaugh. He and Michigan mutually parted ways in February, shortly after Michigan brought Chris Partridge from Ole Miss to coach the linebackers. He did not coach his season. It wasn't immediately known what Hilo's role would be, but he will not be one of the uh, Tide's 10 coaches on the field as far as an assistant. <laughs> you know what his role is. You think is. Nick cares if he's going to be on the field or not? Here's what Nick cares about. Sit down in this room. We all have our notepads out. Tell us what you know. Give us anything you have, anything we can use to try to defeat Big Blue. We want anything, any inside info, any type of keys, anything we can look to. Anything that Harbaugh may do in certain situations, we want to know it all from an insider. So let's throw a couple hundred thousand at this guy, get him in the house, and start pumping him for information. True or not true? I mean, this is uh, the evolution of advanced scouting. What do you want from them? I mean, Bama's always ahead of the curve, you know? Uh, yeah, okay. So I'm telling you, man, this is a this is paying several hundred thousand for information. I, I know, I know. Um, okay. Somebody did that... Um, at the NFL level last year. Uh, I can't remember who. But also, uh, I don't know if you remember the story, but Doug Peterson told the Chiefs about the little nuances of the Eagles secondary in the red zone. And so that little play that they ran, the little... the play special? Yeah. Well, the two touchdowns that they scored with Sky mm-hmm. Moore out the backfield, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that came from a Jaguars game. Uh, the Jags did that same play like back in week four. And, and, of course, you know, he just might have put a little bug in his old team's ear or something like that. Like, these things happen. Like, So you're saying a coach and another coach that are friends and they didn't like a certain team or certain coach oh, would yeah. actually speak behind somebody's back and try to help the other coach I, if he could? You think that happens? I mean, Never happens, I'm sure. Advanced scouting, man. Yeah, yeah, advanced advanced scouting. scouting. Some great news, though, folks, locally. And I told you this would happen. If you could rewind the tape, Alan, I said this on this very program. Jamie Chadwell would be up for National Coach of the Year. He's undefeated. He should be. But he has been named the Paul Bear Bryant Group of Five Coach of the Year after guiding the Liberty Flames to a 13-0. and We need some applause here. 13-0 and record. And he's spot in the Fiesta Bowl on January 1st in his first season with the team. He's also a finalist for the Paul Bear Bryant Coach of the Year Award, which also includes coaches from Power 5 uh, conferences. The others are David Braun, Northwestern, Kalen DeBoer from Washington, Eli Drinkwitz, Missouri, Rhett Lashley, SMU, Mike Norvell, Florida State, Nick Saban, Alabama, Steve Sarkeesian, Texas. The Flames rose to number 18 in the top 25 after beating New Mexico State 49-35 for Conference USA Championship. They also move in the college football poll for the final three weeks finishing at number 23. 
The only bad news, they now face Bo Nix in Oregon, and if they beat them, Chadwell's stock will go through the roof. If they can at least stay close, it's going to mean a lot, and I just hope that they have a great game plan, which I know they will, and they'll be very competitive. Congratulations, Jamie Chadwell and the Liberty Flames. Before we go to break, quarterback Jalen Milrow said he will be returning for his senior year at Alabama. So, well, Tide fans, get that guy one more year. Wait, why did he? Why did he have to announce that? Where was he going? Yeah, I know. It's like all of a sudden a guy that was benched and nobody believed in, and now that he's going on and won some ball games, he's telling us he's going to stay. But where was he going? Was he going to the portal? Because he's not an NFL quarterback right now. Ooh, maybe, maybe not. No, I, it, there's, there's, there's no way, man. There's no way. It, I, I gotta believe Nick Saban's honest with these kids, man. And there's no way Bill Rowe thinks he's an NFL quarterback right now. No way. Well, you got guys in the building that'll tell you where you, you're slotted, where you may go. And when they came to him and said, maybe fifth, sixth round, yeah, I was gonna say, restricted free agent. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming back. I promise you, yeah. I'm coming back. Why are you coming back? Well, like I said, I'm not going to the portal. I'm staying right here. You're and gonna maybe, test well enough yeah. to to have somebody say you should switch to receiver. So Jalen Miller, Allen would not be the scout that would put you on the board. Let's put it not that at way. all. All right, not a gonna, chance. We're gonna take a break. Come back to the Sports King Show on this Friday. I want winners. Well, Mike Singletary wants winners. You want winners. We're going to give you those winners. Coming up, get your pen, your paper, everything together because it's time to go shopping. The Sports King and Alan, the Sandman Sanders, are going to make it happen right around the corner. Come on back and join us on this Friday on the Sports King Show. Hey, everyone, it's JJ. You listen to my Grumpy. He's the Sports King. Don't touch the dial. I got to be right back. Let's Coastal Carolina. Call 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. Learn it. Know it. Live it. You got them. It's Friday. So if you're home today, you have your pen and paper ready. If you're in your car, please pull off somewhere safe. You can't drive and write. Have somebody in the car hand it over if you're driving somebody. Let them write it down for you. Or if you're at their office or your den or your home or wherever you may be relaxing, pen, paper, and yes, winners are coming. Last night. I want winners. Thank you, Mike. 
I'm going to do my best for you. Ric Flair, what do you feel about the overall picks we have? <laughs> Ric Flair. Ric Flair is probably at? still. Hey, I, if Ric Flair took the Raiders, he's probably still down for the count. Yeah, he might be. Folks, last night, Sports King was on the right side of the game. The ledger, the victory handed to you last night. So I've already put cash in your pocket, right, Alan? Yes, you did. There you go. That's the sound you're going to hear. Alan, you were also on the same side as the sports king. You didn't go with Easton Stick, or did you? No, I didn't go with Easton Stick, but I still think the name is marketable. Yeah, it's marketable, but not in the NFL circle. Easton behind the sticks. There you go. Easton broomstick, because maybe... Maybe they're going to be brushing him out of that that uh, locker room very soon if he performs like that. No, good good player. He just needs a lot of help, like the Chargers do. Here you go, folks. Our world famous winners that uh, this weekend when you have your arm around your your loved one and you're skipping up and down the sidewalk with bags in hand and cash in pocket or pocketbook, ladies. We know you write them down too. Please think of us finally, 10% cash tips, always appreciate Think of us positively as you are handing that card over saying, honey, Sports King did it again. Sandman did it again. They just keep helping us with these holiday cash giveaways. That we have. Exactly. Thank you, Ric Flair. Coach Ogeron's in there somewhere, too, and we were going to say good morning to him down at Baton Rouge. Good morning, Coach Ed Ogeron. I know he's there somewhere. He'll come out when we least expect it. He'll come out. <laughs> he's, so, al- he's also sitting he's on a also, lot of cash. <laughs> he's also sitting on a lot of cash. Yeah. Remember they offered him like $10 million to leave LSU or $18 million? And we, he said, we, need, we, need, we need people in a different tax bracket uh, when, we, when we give them shout outs. The ones who really have all the money, they're too busy this morning. Exactly. That's true. But Ed Ogeron, <laughs> and this is why I led, love Ed, Ed Ogeron is – he wins a national championship, goes undefeated, and then the next year things don't go well. Then they ask him, hey, you don't have it anymore. Evidently, we're going to let you go. And we're going to pay you, I think, $17 million was the number. And he said something effective, show me the door. Yeah. And Ed Ogeron <laughs> is with his beautiful girlfriend on the beach, soaking it up. And Ed Ogeron's got it right. He's not worried about anything right now. He'll get a job again. Trust me on that. Here we go. Winners, winners, nothing but winners, 430. Uh, we'll start with a 4:30 game uh, because we're got we got games Saturday, Alan. We had games Thursday. We got games Saturday. Does it bother you? New college football taking center stage is the NFL. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't really care too much for Saturday uh, NFL, but it's football, so I mean, I'll be there. You will be there. The Pittsburgh Steelers seven and six, three and two away with Mitch Trubisky at the controls, taking on, of course. Gardner Minshew and the Minshew Mania and the Minshew Mustache in Indianapolis. Indianapolis minus one and a half. The Steelers, who were playing really well under Kenny Pickett, not so in my opinion this weekend at Lucas Oil Stadium. Give me the Colts in this one, 7-10 winner. This will be an easy one. I think we go over the post a total of 42 and a half. So your winner this weekend in game number one on Saturday for me would be, well, actually game number two at 4.30 will be the Indianapolis Colts. No ifs, ands, or buts. Allen? Ah, uh, man. You know, I, don't, I honestly, I can't, I can't, um, 
I can't back you here, man. Still, okay, well, listen, listen. Steelers got to turn it around. They got to turn favor. it around. Yeah, they got to turn around. Well, we'll see how that goes with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, <laughs> put your money on him and Easton Stick, and tell me how it works out. Look, for look, you. hold on, up. hold on, hold on, man. It's, he's not Easton Stick, but they got to turn it around. Look, if, if the Steelers win, I just don't want you to come in on Monday and say it's rigged or, or something funny happened. No, okay? no, I won't say that. I love okay. the Steelers. You're my favorite AFC team, but this is not about my favorites. This is about. Financial money. I understand. I'm trying to make these listeners money. It's the only way I can do it. Okay, come on out. Get with the program. <laughs> I'm sorry. One o'clock game. The Minnesota Vikings with Nikki Mullins, tricky Nikki Mullins at the Bengals. The Vikings desperate for a win, five and two. Good defense of the of the Vikings. But <sighs> call me nuts. I'm all in with Jake Browning. He's won me over his last couple weeks. He looks totally in control of this offense. The line is three and a half, and old Captain Hook scares me. Arg! That hook is what scares me. This is a field goal game, I think. I like the Bengals, though, and I think they could win by more than three and a half. The Bengals win the game, but this could be one of those hard-fought deals that go back and forth, back and forth. A Bengals field goal wins this, but sadly, old Captain Hook... And the Vikings could get it here with the hook. So, while I think the Bengals should win by 7-10, to 10, and that's what I really want to say, I just worry about the closeness of this game, identical records, and Captain Hook. I think hard fought for 60 minutes, field goal by the Bengals, so that 3.5 will stand up for the Vikings. What do you say? I'll stay with the Vikings. Okay, Allen rides with the Vikings. Oh wait, no, wait. Oh god, I'm doing it again. Sorry, I was thinking, I was listening to you and thinking Vikings. No, Bengals. I want the Bengals. <laughs> Giving the three and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna give the three and a half. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna buy the hook. You know what? Even though I feel it could be that hook that gets you. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna. I'm gonna change it up. I feel really strong about Jake Browning. Yeah. Give me the Bengals by a touchdown. I will ride with that. Battle of the backups. There you go. Next up, 8-15, your Saturday night game. These are games on Saturday. So you have the Vikings-Bengals at 1, Steelers-Colts at 4-30, and then the last game, the Broncos at the Lions. Resurgent Broncos 7-6, and six, driving towards the playoffs. The Detroit Lions, who I picked to win it all before the season in terms of being that team that could be your surprise Super Bowl pick, have been sputtering and sputtering and sputtering. This one scares me. If it was a field goal, be no doubt about it. The Lions have been playing awful football lately. They're back home. They're in great confines in front of their fans. Jared Goff, a different quarterback at home. I think the Broncos hang around for a half, possibly. And I don't know why I'm saying this, because I think the Broncos are playing much better. But give me the Lions. I think the Lions put it all together because they know they have to have this, and they know they have to play a great game. They have not been playing great at all. I'm going to go all in with my guy, Dan Campbell. Give the four and a half. Give me the Detroit Lions at home. God, Jamie, you're going to hate me, man. This is just just not our week, I don't think. But I'm leaning to the Broncos. But for the sake of the show, I will, I will lay the four and a half just because a part of me tells me that the Lions, even though I think they're trending down, this is a home game and they have a significant home field advantage. All right. There you go, folks. One o'clock on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Cleveland Browns Stadium currently forty-two degrees. Joe Flacco in the eight and five Browns, six and one at home. They've been great at home against Justin Fields and the Bears. Bears have been playing much better. But folks, 
Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl before. Joe Flacco has winning incentives. So the sports king is going to the dog pound, and I am getting behind Joe Flacco in the three points. Give the three to the Bears. The Browns win again, and they do it in impressive fashion. Your thoughts? Give me my points with the Bears. <laughs> wow. Okay. This next one has been confounding me. The fighting Baker Mayfields on the road against the Packers. And it was back on Thanksgiving Day where Jordan Love got in my pocket and took money out after he dominated the Lions. Since then, he hasn't dominated anybody, so I don't know which one to believe here. So I'm not buying Jordan Love as well as he's played. He's much better at home. They're 4-2 and two at home. Give me the fighting Baker Mayfields and the 3.5 on the road in the game they need to keep pace. Not the Packers. Packers may win, but the Buccaneers are in three and a half cover this weekend. That game is one o'clock on CBS, 34 degrees in Chile, Lambeau. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Buccaneers are getting three and a half. Okay, that all right, that makes sense. All right. Um, I'll buy the hook here and I'll take the Packers. Okay. Boy, you're being a contrarian today. I know, man. I'm uh, sorry. i the bed you got up on. Next up, the Texans and the Titans. The Texans, 7-6. and six, The Titans, 5-8. and eight. Will Levis, uh, with a big win last week, gave him a lot of confidence. And uh, we don't know what's the situation with C.J. Stroud and concussion protocol. Does he go, Allen, or does he not go? I haven't seen any news saying that he's good to go. And usually it takes about till Saturday for concussion protocol stuff anyway. I don't think he'll play. It's 48 degrees in Nashville right now. Give me Will Levis and a ground control game. I like the under 37.5, so I'll take the Titans uh, giving the three. Now if C.J. Stroud plays... Uh, remember this. If he plays, go with the Texans, and uh, they're catching three. But I think by giving the three, Tennessee knows that he may not play. Your thoughts? Yeah, a little gambling advice here. Um, just watch the line. If the if he plays, he's he's at least a four, four-and-a-half-point swing. So they right. would end up being favored by kickoff. But I don't think he's going to play either, Jamie. I'm with you. Right. I'll uh, buy down to two-and-a-half and hope that the Titans win by at least a field goal. All right. Next up, the JTS on the road. Hard Rock Stadium against the Dolphins, who looked awful last week. Awful. And they get beat at home by Will Levis and company and got embarrassed. They won't be embarrassed this week. Even though the Fighting Zach Wilsons will play competitive football, the 9.5 is here. I'm going to get back with Mike McDaniel and ride with the Dolphins to get the bad taste out of their mouth in a big way against the Jets and the Jets season. And the Dolphins win this one by double digits. Your thoughts? Going to take my points with the Jets. The fighting Zach Wilson, and uh, who knows, maybe they do better, but I just but, think the Dolphins are really ticked off after last week. Hey, here's the, here's the angle, though, Jamie. Robert Salah and Mike McDaniels know each other very well. He knows that offense. Uh, so, And if Tyreek Hill doesn't go or if he's hobbled just a little bit, that's just enough of a boost to cover you know, nine and a half, ten points for the Jets, I think. Well, the cheat is not playing, folks. He's not? Circle, no, if he's not, oh, yeah. circle this game. If he doesn't go, then go with the Jets. If Tyreek Hill plays, stick with the Dolphins. That's my call here. Next up, the Chiefs, who have been absolutely, they think, screwed over the last few games <laughs> with what's happening. Talk bunch about of, salty. Bunch of Karens. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now they're <laughs> heading into New England to take on the 3-10 and 10 Patriots. And Bailey's happy. And the resurgent Patriots said nobody at all. 
Give me Patrick Mahomes. Give the eight and a half to New England. I'm all in with uh, the Chiefs here. I know the Patriots are playing better, but the Chiefs have got to win this game, and they got to do it to get the bad taste out of their mouth. Your thoughts? God, I wish I could have something cliche to say or be like, go zappy, but I can't. <laughs> I'm okay. with the Chiefs. Next up, Tommy Colcutts, the star of the NFL, uh, the guy that's taken all the oxygen out of the room, the guy that everybody in New York is ready to make a statue of, and uh, he is on the road against the Saints, who are 6-7, and seven, and Dennis Allen's defense throws a lot at a young quarterback. He's going to mm-hmm. face a lot of blitzes he's never seen in that noisy Superdome in New Orleans. The line is the G-men catching six. I'm going to ride with Tommy Colcutts and... Uh, of course, Viva Italia this weekend, baby. Give me six, the G-Men against the Saints. I think they keep it close. If the G-Men lose, field goal. But give me the G-Men and the six and a submarine sandwich to go. All my DeVitos, man. I'm with the Giants, too. All right. So there we go. Let's hear the cash register. There we go. Next up, the Falcons and Desmond Ritter and company at the Panthers, 1-12. Atlanta favored by three here. Uh, something tells me something's fishy here. And I've got this feeling that the Panthers, I don't know, though. The three line scares me. It's so low. Somebody must know something we don't. Uh, Panthers will play well in this one. This will be a low-scoring game, a degenerate special if ever there was one. Give me the Falcons and, of course, uh, Arthur Smith's son. uh, Excuse me, Arthur Smith, Frederick Smith's son, Arthur, to win this game. Uh, Falcons get the edge here over the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons get this one over the Panthers, and they gate the three to the Panthers. So I think the Panthers play tough for a half, but after that, Falcons should fly there. Your thoughts? Hey, if you're looking to go to a game, they are selling 45-cent tickets in Carolina for the upper deck. That is a true story. 45-cent tickets. 45 cents. 45-cent tickets to an NFL game. If well, you've never been to one, I wouldn't recommend this be your first one, but if you just want to go for the sake of going, 45 cents. You know, with Christmas and Tepper being a billionaire, I mean, he's way up there financially. Why doesn't he just go into every impoverished neighborhood with buses and load up the kids and say just go on up there and sit wherever you want to sit and have fun enjoy the game for kids that never get a chance to see a game i mean come on man 45 cents you don't have to go there well because uh, he doesn't have the patience if the bus stalls he's going to get rid of the bus immediately that's how he works man okay (laughs) there you go but yeah the falcons better cover that yeah panthers are terrible next up alan's team and of course drew's team the 49ers 10 and 3 at the cardinals kyler murray at home the Cardinals always play them tough for a little while. The line is 12, a lot of points to be given to a very uninspiring game for the 49ers. I think they sleepwalk through it and win this one by seven. But the 12, just don't know. The 49ers, I don't think, have any inspiration to play in this one. The Cardinals, meanwhile, have a lot to play for, jobs being one of them. So give me the Cardinals plus 12. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. We definitely got inspiration to play. We need that one seed. <laughs> we can't afford to lose a game. Oh, no, no. They will win the game. The Niners win the game. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But, yeah, the cover the I'm Cardinals not plus the 12, I yeah. like that because they are at least going to give some effort in this one. And we can go back to the game last week. We took the Seahawks, pretty much same situation, and they ended up backdooring. So exactly. I'm, I'm with you, Cardinals. Thank you so much. The Cowboys of Dallas, William Boozer team, of course, uh, everybody coming out of the woodwork loving these Cowboys and uh, the potential MVP, Dak Prescott, 10 and 3. 3 and 3 on the road, though, only 500 on the road. Uh, at Buffalo, the Bills coming in on a high after beating KC. The Cowboys going through a gauntlet 
they need this one to prove to everybody that, yes, we can beat the big boys, too. They did it last week. Kenny put it together in frigid, frigid Buffalo. Highmark Stadium currently right now at this point in the morning, 36 degrees, Allen. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be loving the Bills Mafia. I don't think they're going to be loving the temperatures. Uh, sun's going to be going down uh, shortly after game time starts, I think. And it's going to get frigid there. But the Bills' offense will be going on all cylinders. Give me Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills at home to bring Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, and company back to earth. The Cowboys lose. The Bills win, giving the two. And it should be a wonderful game. But if you're wearing red, white, and blue in this one. <laughs> We're the official station of the Dallas Cowboys, Jamie. I had to plug that in every time we do this. But um, i got to go with Buffalo. All right, here we go. <laughs> and eight twenty, the Ravens and the Jaguars, and the Jaguars and uh, Trevor Lawrence, who's been banged up. Uh, the Ravens given three and a half. Uh, I'm fine with that. The Jaguars have been playing better. They're at home. They're eight and five. They need to keep pace. They need it. But Lamar and company have been on fire. This team, many people saying a potential Super Bowl pick. They're five and one on the road. Give me the fighting Jim, not Jim, but John Harbaugh's in Jacksonville. I'll take the Ravens to win this one. Yeah, Trevor's still not 100%. Let me get the Ravens as well. And the game we've been avoiding talking about at 415, excuse me, 405. This one at SoFi, Inglewood. The fighting Ron Rivera's, who is getting ready to move out of the DMV very shortly against the Rams. Many say the commanders, other than their job security, have nothing to play for. They are on the road going from east to west. The Rams giving six and a half over under 50 and a half. Give me the Rams to just light it up. They've been on fire offensively. Nothing in that commander's secondary says they're going to slow them down. Sam Howe will score a couple of touchdowns, keep it close maybe for a quarter, but the Rams pull away and win this one. And Sean McVay says in this game, hey, Skins fans or Commanders fans or football team fans and ownership, look at what you could have had if you would have signed me. So this one is a beatdown. Give me the Rams easy. Yeah, I don't think Josh Harris had anything to do with that. That's not fair, Jamie. It's because it was the organization, not I the know, Harris. Just, just to say, it's, hey. It's just the colors, right? You could have had me. You could have had me, but you didn't. Yeah, could have had a lot. Man. That, what an amazing staff in a tree. Um, I'll, I'll lay it with the Rams as well, even though, you know, in these situations it's not supposed to be that way, but the, the commanders are down bad, man. Down bad? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh we give away our top two defensive ends in one week. And, oh, we're not giving up. We're, we're just developing players. I mean, <laughs> what? how stupid are we as fans? You're going to tell us all these things you're doing for our benefit. And they're trying to spin it like, hey, we're, yeah, we gave away two of our starters, our two best defensive ends, but we're doing it to help the team and we're making them better. And uh, thank you. And who are the starting defensive ends really quickly now for the commanders? Don't look at it. Don't look oh, no, it up. I don't what know. are they? I don't Off the top of your head, you don't know? No, I don't keep up with the commanders. Yeah, but even if you did, you couldn't name these two because nobody knows their name. But anyway, the commanders slipping into oblivion. Elsewhere, Monday night, the Eagles and Seahawks in Lumen Field in Seattle. Seahawks 6-7 and seven, need a win desperately. The Eagles come limping in. The line is Philadelphia minus three. I'm going to take the Eagles here all day, every day. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles. All right. So that's our picks. And uh, 
put them in, and of course, watch whoever is going to be playing. If there's any changes, like we mentioned, make the changes on your card. But those will get you a lot of money this weekend, and you're welcome from Alan and I. Merry Christmas. And we're going to take a quick break, come back, closing out, leading up to Big Al Sports Phone. You're listening to The Sports King on a Friday morning. We'll be right back. Hi, this is number 25, running back Joe Washington. You are listening to The King of Sports on The Sports King Show with host Jamie King. Looking for a top-tier... Back to the guy who said, where there's a will, there's a relative. Ugh. You're listening to Sports King on 1061 ESPN. Kick it out. Kick it out. Just play. 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 Uh, I'll tell you this. Everybody's working for the weekend. Alan and I just working overtime in the lab for you. We go into the lab each night and get those winners for you, and we know you appreciate them, especially when you go to the cash register with all those gifts. Hey, last night, if you were listening to Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, if you stayed up late enough at halftime, a complete embarrassment. Give Brandon Staley credit for one thing. He stopped and talked to Kelly Hartung, who does an amazing job. When he was down 42 to nothing, most coaches would just run by and not say anything. But he did, so give him credit for that. The hits kept coming. Uh, of course, once they went up 42 to nothing, afterwards, uh, or excuse me, during the game, Al Michaels said it was a complete disaster, uh, a nightmare for the Chargers. And then they started talking about various things. Um, Al Michaels quipped if it were Pop Warner, they'd stop the game right, while Herb Street wondered about a running clock. Ugh. Essentially likening the game to an NCAA powerhouse like Alabama taking on a Division II school. Uh, unbelievable. How bad was that? So anyway, but Brandon Staley said nothing new should happen with his job status because he's just fine. Boy, is this guy in Fantasy Island. Jake Paul, meanwhile, the troubled child, has become friends with Vivek Ramaswamy, the VP, uh, the VIP treatment he'll get this weekend when the problem child steps in the ring. Uh, because he's going to be at the big fight this weekend. So that is a little bit of what's happening this weekend, and uh, we are sitting here ready to roll into the weekend. Big Al Sports Phones next. Do not miss a second of that. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, Best of luck to all of you this weekend. Be safe out there. And, of course, we hope that all your games are winners. We just gave them to you, so hopefully your pen worked and you wrote them down. For Alan, the Sandman Sandage, and, of course, Sweet Lou, I'm the Sports King, Jamie King, reminding you today that we've got a ton of things happening. Big Al Sports Phone's got so much. I'm actually going to jump over and be on his show momentarily. You don't want to miss that. Al and I are going to have some fun. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll be right up, right around the corner. Have a great Friday. We'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye. ESPN traffic. Here in Henrico, heads up for a couple problems. There is a crash, three chopped road at Durwood Crescent, also a wreck Monument Avenue at Westland Drive. Stalled vehicle reported Barlow Street at 360 Mechanicsville Turnpike in Chesterfield, a broken down vehicle Charter County Parkway at Brander Mill Parkway and Lewis Road at Ironbridge Road. 
I'm Kristen Lure, CBS 6 Traffic. The NFL season is in full swing, and we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon, as well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City, 1061 ESPN Richmond. With 19 NC. Let's talk sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 1061 ESPN. of reason and the dean of richmond radio here's big al on 1061 espn the balls begin period <laughs> into the sentence <laughs> the avalanche the plethora whatever you like to call it <laughs> we've got ball games state ball games begin on monday uh down in charlotte uh kentucky versus old dominion uh, the 23rd will be the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth. James Madison got in, as we 